You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday morning. And I'm super, super excited to welcome our final guests on the program. In the next 20 minutes or so, we'll be hearing about an upcoming production called Imperfect by the Hong Kong Youth Arts Foundation. And it'll be at the Shuzen Theatre at the Hong Kong Arts Centre on Thursday, the 10th of November from 7.30 to 9.30. And also two screenings, two shows, two performances on the 12th of November, which is a Saturday, 2.30 to 4.30 and also 7.30 to 9.30. Now, without further ado, I'm really delighted to be joined by the founder of the Hong Kong Youth Arts Foundation, Lindsay McAllister, and also their three main characters. We've got Gillian Chan, who plays Lexi, and also Scotia Shea Edwards, who plays Charlie, and also Creamy So, who plays Taz. Welcome to the program, everyone. Everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, hello. Thank you for having us. We have a full house and I'd love for our listeners to join us live this morning on Facebook. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see the four wise ladies. So maybe, Lindsay, I'll start off with you first. Uh, Tell us a little bit. Give us a flavor of what uh, Imperfect is about. So Imperfect is the third part of a trilogy that I've written and created for the foundation. So the first part was uh, all about social media and about catfishing and other people that you meet on the internet, actually the people that you're meeting on the internet, followed by a project called Only a Girl, which tackled LGBTQ issues. And then this year, Imperfect, the third part of the trilogy is a beautiful coming together of both of those worlds. And it's all about body image. And so it looks at three young female characters. So we've got Lexi, Taz and Charlie, and they all have their very own unique body image issues. Yeah, wow. And this is a, a, a pressure or, or an issue that, you know, not just uh, young people face, but everybody faces. So it's really, really relevant. But of course, well, I mean, I'm 62 and I've had body image issues for the last 62 years. So I think probably regardless of your generation, also regardless of your gender, even though this project, obviously, we've got a 90 minute show, you can't be everything to everybody. I focused on young women's issues. Obviously, guys have issues too, all generations. So I think it's a very universal topic to be discussed. Well said. I was going to say it's such a universal theme. At 37, I still have body image issues. And there are days when we just need to be reminded that actually we should shouldn't sweat the small stuff well i'd love to uh, you know bring our young people uh, onto you're young as well younger, Lindsay, sorry. yeah younger, younger. <laughs> uh, uh, on the you show be careful <laughs> you're giving me a complex <laughs> so let's, let's uh, invite uh, scotia uh, maybe scotia you can tell us a little bit more about yourself and also the character you play sure yeah um my name is scotia edwards uh i'm 17 i go to hong kong international school uh, this is my second YAF production, and yes, I'm playing Charlie. Um, I think Charlie is a very like central character in the show because a lot of the main events uh, really focus around them. Uh, Charlie is actually non-binary and has just come out, and so they're really dealing with a lot of the backlash that comes with uh, coming out and expressing yourself, especially on uh, social media. And so that's a really big um, conflict in the show that they have to go through. Um, so yeah, Charlie really, because of their dealing with all of this stuff, doesn't have, you know, a lot of 
like conversations or friends that they're able to talk to. Um, they're very, pretty quiet and shy and a little awkward. Um, but I think that Charlie's a really good like representation of a lot of people and, and the struggles that they're going through uh, because they're not just, you know, they're, 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 they're really trying to come into their own and they don't really know who they are, honestly, at this point. And so uh, I think that's what a lot of people are are going through. So I think it's a really good character to be representing. Yeah, a lot of the things you said are so relatable uh, across genders, uh, across um, um, ages also. So Creamy, tell us a little bit about yourself and the character that you're playing. Hi, so I'm Creamy. I'm 17 and I go to South Island School. Um, I was in last year's production, Only a Girl, um, playing the role of Darcy. And this year, my role of Taz is kind of a more mysterious character. Um, she's quite like gothic. She's kind of like a misfit, especially like in group and with like people around her. She doesn't really get along with them and she can't really relate herself to them. And yeah, I think she's just a character that kind of represents the misfit society. It doesn't really fit in. And it's quite obvious that she doesn't conform to any like beauty standards or societal standards that are set for women. Yeah, that's great. Oh, we we'll want to hear more about that. And how about you, Jillian? Tell us a little bit about yourself and also the character that you're playing. Hi, I'm Jillian and uh, I go to ISF Academy and I'm 16 years old. Uh, the character I play is Lexi. And I think Lexi is out of the three characters, she seems like she's the most put together and more like sort of like the standard of what you would want to see in a girl but she actually does have a lot of insecurities and a lot of stuff she faces you know behind like what she puts up and what everyone else sees and um she does this by i guess i would say she is quite of a try hard and teacher's pet especially in group and i guess she does this to try and like be the best she can because she knows you know like all her insecurities inside she doesn't want to let other people see that and I think she's also really outgoing and definitely an extrovert so I guess yeah that's her character yeah and the interesting thing is that all three of them have kind of like a dual personality mm -hmm. in the show so again, it's a kind of like a, a flashback to hashtag where the are you really being the person you are online? And so in the show, they've got their real persona and then they've got their online persona, which is very different to who they are in real life. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind this production that you mentioned as a trilogy, uh, Lindsay? But, you know, for, for this one, was it something that, you know, piqued your interest or was it, you know, an observation that you'd seen over the years that, you know, well, yeah, actually, you know, body image sort of transcends ages. Uh, but, you know, was it something that you see increasingly uh, sort of uh, more concerning these days amongst young people? I don't think it's more concerning these days. I mean, I've been running the foundation for the last 30 years and obviously I work with a lot of young people. And I think that, you know, I, I've worked with young people who have had body dysphoria issues, body dysmorphia issues, you know, people with um, uh, many other issues related to the way that they look. And so I suppose that that it just felt appropriate that the third part of the trilogy would actually reflect that. 
Yeah. In terms of the characters, um, how did you all do your research? Was it, did you have to observe a lot? Did you watch a lot of people? Um, uh, you know, what, what, how did you draw inspirations on, on the characters that you're playing? Uh, maybe I'll start with you first, Gillian. You know, you mentioned just now your, your characters, uh, you know, quite the tryhard and, and, you know, some most put together. Um, how did you do your research for your character? So before we started rehearsals for the show, we had a lot of preparation with like character workshops and movement workshops and sort of getting getting to understand the show as a whole. So I think that was really important to build my character. Um, We did like activities such as hot seating and answering questions about our character. And I think for the three of us, it was pretty easy to get a basic idea of our character since, you know, we have the script and we have the storyline. But like with the ensemble members, they also did a lot of preparation. They had a lot of freedom to sort of build their own characters and make it specific to what they want to portray. Yeah, to support all the other characters. How about for you then, Creamy? You mentioned just now your character's sort of quite mysterious, a bit of a misfit. Oh, um, she's not mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, quite similar to what Jillian said, like I think what's different about like a YAF production from like other productions is that they do give you a lot of freedom in terms of like how you perceive your character. Like, of course, there's like a basic idea of like kind of what your character goes through. Um, just like basic like clues that you can get from um, the script. But there's a lot more like deeper level things that you can kind of think about for your character and gives it like a lot of freedom to express and stuff. And yeah, definitely like. Lindsay gave us like a list of questions that we should like reflect on and kind of think about for a character from our like point of view. And we did that also with the ensemble members. So they're not just like static people that are like moving things and moving around. They do have their own character that they're thinking of. And it just allows us to be more three-dimensional and all like a more well-rounded character that people can actually relate to and understand. And um Yeah, I also think it's really helpful doing like hot seating and stuff, like being able to connect with people and kind of think from that perspective. And I think a really important thing that I keep in mind whenever I perform as a character is that I'm not being the character, but I'm thinking if I was in the character's position, how would I react to certain situations? Yeah. Yeah. How about for you then, Scotia? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I went through the same thing that they were talking about. Um, But yeah, I think definitely creating and coming up with those uh, kind of background details really do help add a certain depth to your character, even if no one else will really know those little details. It does influence some of the reactions you would have to certain things and um, the decisions that your character would make, like what are their likes and dislikes, like what's their family and what, uh, you know, how is their home life and like how is that influencing uh who they are and stuff like that even though those stuff it's not in the script and the audience will probably not know that at all uh it really does give the character a lot more um depth instead of just being like this this stereotypical uh you know flat like kind of character it is it is not just a character it's a person that you're portraying um and so having all that detail is super important um and for me as well because i was playing a non-binary character 
I do know uh, quite a few people that um, are my friends and that I've uh, have been in other grades and stuff and that have really gone through this very difficult process of transitioning. Um, and so I did have some uh, information of like and of what that is like. Um, and I did get to talk to some people about um, their experiences. And so uh, it was really important for me to be able to be portraying that correctly. Yeah. And that's so and authentic yeah, Lindsay, and I think even though I'm writing the script, it's very much a collaboration with my actors, because obviously, you know, I'm writing it from the perspective of a, an older person. And obviously they have different ideas, they have different takes on things. And so I am open to discussion. I am open to collaboration if they feel that, you know, that, that I've asked them to say something and because they've gone through the process of developing a character, they feel actually my character wouldn't say that or my character wouldn't react like that or my, that, what's the motivation? Because actually in my backstory, that doesn't work for me. Again, I am totally open to that because I think it's really important that they are empowered and it is their performance as much as it is my performance. Absolutely. And, you know, over the years, we've been such big fans of, you know, the productions of Yaf and, and we try to feature all of them on, on all my shows. And every time I speak to your actors, Lindsay, and it's true, I get a real sense of, there's a real sense of collaboration. And that's the beauty of an ensemble theatre that you really have. It's very dynamic. You know, it's not just sort of a, a director telling you exactly what to do. The feedback that comes from the actors is really reflected. In, in the great work. So uh, a, a big well done to, to all of you. Um, we've only got uh, about uh, six minutes before the news. I, I want to talk a little bit more about sort of, uh, you know, how does social media play in all of this? Because a big part of this production is really the interactions uh, between the characters on social media. There's their true self and then there's themselves um, on social media. I mean, as young people, social media is really a big part of your lives. Um, how much pressure? Uh, how, I mean, what role does social media play in, in, in all of your lives? Yeah, so I think um, one of the things that can really connect well with the storyline is not obviously we're not pretending to be a completely different person online and like creating like a whole different account and talking like as a different person. But in some ways we are putting on like a facade when we are posting and like presenting ourselves on Instagram or any social media. And that like correlates with societal expectations of what you should be like. So I think a lot of us kind of hesitate to show like our true self because obviously we're all afraid of judgment and, um, I think it's one of the big things that we feel pressure from social media to be a certain way. And obviously seeing how other influencers and social media like creators are like, like how their lives are so romanticized. Sometimes we forget to like realize that their lives, there are like real life people. They are like normal people and whatever they show online may not be true. And that we shouldn't have to give us, give ourselves like pressure to try to try to live up to that or like, look the same way for example so i think a lot of the pressures we get are from society but is manifested through social media yeah i well totally said. agree and yeah, i think sure. that there's a big especially recently a lot of stuff about um you know oh what's trending right now like what do you need to like what clothes you need to buy what like kind of 
outfits you need to wear to be able to like, you know, oh, I want to be like this certain influencer or whatever. Um, it's really taking away a lot of people's like individuality and their own personality and their own things that they value. Um, and I think that's like a big thing that's happening on social media recently. And so because people are afraid of just, you know, showing people online who they really are. And so people will always just conform to whatever the the new thing is or whatever. So I think that that's a big thing that is definitely influencing people's actions and even changing their personalities completely, which is uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And to yeah. add on, social media is just this like huge bubble that sort of like kind of like alters our perspective on like everything really and I think personally from my experience I can say that like most of my knowledge that I get that I gain or the information that I learn like it's all from social media and I think that can just like trick us into thinking like in a one-sided way and not like being open-minded to other perspectives Mm -hmm. which I think can really like affect people at our age. Absolutely, it magnifies it, the whole echo chamber. You know, you've got a, a viewpoint and then everybody, all your friends maybe think the same way and you don't really hear the other side. So how do you sort of um, detach or distance yourself from social media? Do you have, I mean, I, I'm just as guilty. It doesn't, I wish I could, you know, say it gets better with age, but I try not to, there are certain days it and times. I'm Exactly. Do you sort of distance yourself from social media or, you know, do you have set times where you think I'm just not going to check it or you're just not going to buy into the whole, you know, obviously when somebody looks that great, it's a filter and you accept it, you know, and and that's fine. Each to their own. How do you how do you deal with this? Um, Scotia? Sorry. uh, (laughs) Creamy? Yeah. (laughs) So I think um, one of the things that a lot of young people or just people in social media in general, like, they do believe that social media is kind of the only way that you can communicate and like socialize and keep like up to date with things. But I think it's really important to take like a social media detox and kind of like, like step away from that. Like keeping I, it real. Myself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I myself, like, obviously there are times where I'm very like obsessed with what I'm looking online and I'm very like unconscious of my obsession, like my screen time is like a lot. <laughs> and it is an issue, but like, um, I remember like just taking a step back and just like deleting Instagram for like a month. And <laughs> a bit scary, but like it, it is like really refreshing and you kind of like, you're more aware of like your surroundings and you kind of like connect with people in a different way and you're not relying like on social media anymore. And I think a big change that I gained was like mentally, like I think looking on Instagram, obviously I wouldn't be looking at a post and be like, Oh, I wish I looked like that. I hate myself. But like unconsciously I am thinking like, Oh, like I really wish I looked like that. I wish I could like be like, go to these places. I wish I could like look like these people. Um, And I think like without that added pressure, obviously there are pressures like aside from social media. Like for example, if you like, like just people in general, like your parents giving you like pressure. And like, for example, if you're like walking around the streets or like MTR stations, with like advertisements and stuff, like telling you like what to, what you have to look like and how to like lose weight and stuff like that. But I think social media is one of like the biggest things that you really like get information and knowledge from. And I think 
it's really important to just step away from that for a little bit Mm -hmm. and kind of realize that you can have a life outside of that and that not everything you see online you should rely on and believe and Mm -hmm. you know base your whole like social circle around yeah absolutely well said yeah Jillian I also try not to judge people based 20 on 20 seconds. Age. I'm so sorry. We've got to go to the news. So 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I try not to judge them by their Instagram profiles because I feel like I've met so many people that are just so different from what you think they're like on Instagram and on social media. You're just like taken back and like, that's totally not what I thought you would be like. So I think that's just something we should be aware of. Yeah, well, well said. Well, thank you so much to Scotia, Creamy, Jillian and Lindsay. I wish you the best of luck for your upcoming production for uh, Imperfect. I hope to see you there. Yes, we can't wait to see you there. And for our listeners, tickets are still on sale so you can go and support them. It'll be on the 10th, on the 12th of November and it'll be at the Shizen Theatre at the Hong Kong Arts Centre. All the best. Thank you so much uh, to you. Thank you. you. Bye for now. Bye.